Welcome to another episode of Free Basketball. This is a very special episode today. have no idea if it's going to work, but we're going to try this gimmick out because why not? First, I need to introduce myself. If you've never listened to us before, my name is Ryan Meadows. I am the host, and I am joined by my other co-host, one Mr. Cody Holsey, resurrected from the dead. It's been been three weeks, I think. So kind of the proverbial three days, and yep. he was arisen. I have often been compared weeks. to Jesus Christ. <laughs> <laughs> How have you been, sir? I'm I'm great, man. I'm <laughs> I'm wonderful. The other co-host, <laughs> Mr. Daniel Greer. How are you, sir? I'm good. Just sitting here watching beautiful Ben DiNucci drive down for the Cowboys. I don't know that you should be. You should probably be watching that in a private browsing window. It's okay. It's okay. Ben I, I'm not, yeah, I'm not afraid. <laughs> Beautiful Ben Nucci. Uh, uh, <laughs> running Daniel. right behind the center right now, baby. If Dude, anybody, if anybody heard our last episode, Daniel was sick last week, so Cody was kind of our proverbial Jesus, and Daniel was kind of our proverbial Lazarus. Mm. So we got a real biblical story going on. This is going to be a powerhouse episode, and yeah. it's already off the rails. So and, let me try to get later. Back on track. Ryan's going to part the Red Sea, <laughs> <laughs> which is drinking Coca Cola after... super late. So I'm up all night. Uh, that's what that is. But let's get back on track here. What we're going to do today? We're going to try keep this light, keep it fun. But since the NBA draft is just a week and a half, maybe two weeks away. Um, I wanted to start focusing more on draft topics. And before the draft actually shows up, we're going to do our complete, you know, free basketball mock draft together. But this one's going to be draft trades. Now, what we're going to do here is each of us picked one trade that we want to see teams make for a particular player. So, this is not um, like a player's trade that, you know, a lot of speculation has been about the Warriors are trading out a two for more pieces, blah, blah, blah. This is trades that teams should do specifically for players in this draft. So we wanted this to be draft player specific. So those are kind of the rules. You can't just make a trade to get, you know, Bradley Beal on the Suns or whatever, because it's good. It needs to be focused on an actual player in this draft. And can you defend it if why it would be a good pick, why that team should trade to make that move? Uh, so let's get into this. I don't know if we have anybody who wants to go first. We'll kind of figure out if this is going to work as we'll we go. We'll have to redo all mine because they were all centered around Steph Curry. So, <laughs> Not to say that players won't be involved in trades. Obviously, uh, the one trade I have does have other players involved, but the focus is on the actual pick. So. Yeah, you'll have players in there, but the focus needs to be on the actual draft pick and who that play, who that team should take with that trade they did for the pick. I can go first if you want an example. Yeah, do it. Okay. Show us how to play the game, coach. 
So first, currently, the Phoenix Suns have the 10th pick in this draft. And there's this player that I really, really like in this draft that has been hovering in, uh, you know, the six to eight range of the draft. And so I have the Suns needing to go out and get this player to fit their team. So I want them to move up in the draft to get this guy. So sitting in tenth, I don't want them to miss out on him. So I have them moving up two spots to the Knicks and trading Kelly Oubre and Ricky Rubio and their 10th pick to the Knicks for Todd Gibson, Alfred Payton, Kevin Knox, and the 8th pick. And when that 8th pick, I want them to take Tyrese Halliburton. Hmm. The reason I want Tyrese Halliburton is I think Tyrese Halliburton is one of the top two or three players in this draft. The more I've watched him, kind of read up about him, looked at what he did at Iowa State in his two years. Now, last year he did get injured, uh, broke his hand, I believe, halfway through. But what he was able to do with that Iowa State team last year that was basically a god-awful team that the year before was a really good Iowa State team and just graduated a lot of good players. He even stood out on that team two years ago. He's just a guy that I think is a kind of future triple-double machine. And he has a good jump shot. It doesn't look great, but it actually goes in. And he's fast in open court, which I think would fit perfectly with the Suns, especially with Booker. He's probably the smartest player in this draft. Now, I like Ricky Rubio, and I think Rubio is a smart player, but obviously Rubio is about to hit 30, I believe. And we know what Rubio is. There's no room for improvement, right? Like Rubio is Rubio. And so I would take Halliburton here. I'm doing everything I can if I'm the Suns to get Halliburton so I can get a cheaper version of Rubio that's also, you know, nine years younger and that I think has a higher ceiling and could do more for my team than what Rubio is doing for 15 to $16 million a year. And Ubre is just basically, you got to toss something in there to actually entice the Knicks. Uh, mm-hmm. So that's why I threw Ubre in there and his, his contract is going to be expiring after this year. I think Ubre is going to be in a lot of trade talks because I think mm-hmm. he is an appealing piece because he's still young. I think he's only 24 had a good year last year with the Suns. They kind of, you know, monikered themselves the Valley Boys. Um, But it's just an enticing thing for the Knicks who just need bodies, right? And the Knicks, sure, Rubio is probably not the most perfect fit at point guard, but contract will be expiring. The same with Oubre, young wing player, which they need. He will also be expiring. So even if it doesn't work out, they can still have their cap space. You know, everyone thinks they're going after Giannis. So this can keep, this preserves their space. And they still, they only drop two positions. So they can still get a good wing shooter. So I think the Suns really like Cam Johnson. And I think that's what makes Kelly Oubre expendable. They really like Cam Johnson that they drafted last year and also Mikael Bridges. So they need, I've been begging them for the, for them to get a point guard for 
three years, and I think Tyrese Halliburton is the perfect fit besides Devin Booker and to get out and run and would be kind of like the glue guy that would put all of those pieces together. Any thoughts? I like how you just snuck Alfred Payton in there because you like him and you want him to play for the Suns. <laughs> right. You got a new well, haircut. Payton's, that was my Payton's biggest. Also, a, a deal that is expiring. That was my this year. So that was my favorite part of the uh, of the trade. That was my I, biggest takeaway was that you snuck Alfred Payton into the deal. Well, Alfred's basically him coming back, back to home. Phoenix. Yeah, he was already there for a year or two, but yeah. they'll get rid of him anyways. <laughs> Todd Gibson, you know. Uh, they have a couple power forwards expiring, like Aaron Baines and Dario Saric. I don't know if they'll bring back both. They might bring one. But Taj Gibson at least gives you that veteran backup role. And then Kevin Knox is just a pure talent play. But all of that poo-poo platter is just to secure that you get – so doo-doo is just to secure that you get Tyrese Halliburton. Do you agree or not agree? I like it. I think it's um, – because you're not moving far. So I'm glad there's no first round picks um, exchanged because with with two spots, I don't think you really need to have another first round pick for uh, like a, a you know another year. Um, I think some expiring contracts, uh, throwing some players different ways, maybe that can help you out. Um, I I like it, and if that's the guy they want, that's not a lot to give up to go up to the next uh, to two spots. Cody, do you agree? Or do you think it's just too much? Like maybe Halliburton might fall regardless. I mean, Would you just r- run the risk and see if he felt to you anyways. It kind of seems like his draft stock is slowly climbing, but I've mm-hmm. consistently seen him in the, you know, six to eight range. Right. Yeah. I mean, I think, I think the, the Suns definitely could uh, mix it up and get some, I mean, yeah, I think they should do that. Gotcha. I like the, I like the trade. I like it. See, my, you, my original everybody. My original team that I was thinking about doing this with was the Warriors for number two, <laughs> but it seemed like it was too much to go up to number two to get Halliburton when I could maybe not give up quite as much <laughs> and um, still get my guy at eight. So I, my original thought was, why wouldn't the Warriors do it? Because it kind of fills out their bench, but and the Suns still get their guy. But ultimately, I think it's going to be unnecessary. Mm-hmm. So I, that's what I have. I think the Suns should move up in the draft, and I think they should 100% try to get Tyrese Halliburton, whatever they can. Obviously, don't sell the house for him, right. but – they need to do a move to get Tyrese Halbert. And I think that will solidify their team for the next four to five years, at least as long as Devin Booker and Aiton are still there together. Yeah. I think it all depends on Mr. Booker. That's a good point. <laughs> <laughs> Mr. Uh, Booker. So now you kind of see yeah. um, what I mean when I talked about player centric. Daniel, do you want to yeah. go next or Cody? Who wants yeah. to? Uh... I can go. Go ahead. Okay. Yeah. So mine is uh, a little, I guess, more simple. It is the uh, number 16, which is the uh, Portland Trailblazers. Okay. They're actually trading down to the 25th pick overall to Oklahoma City. Okay. So 
I think this is very much a point guard heavy uh, draft. And I think one of these point guards will fall. And in worst case, somebody like RJ Hampton will be still available in, you know, at the 16th pick. So with the 16th pick, what they would do is Oklahoma City would trade up with Portland. They would swap picks this year. And then Portland would get a first round pick for next year. So okay. all they're adding to the deal is swapping picks and then throwing in an extra pick for next year. So they'll grab their first round for next year. So it's just the Thunder trying to move up because they yes. got a guy that you're about to say. Yes. But the okay. main important part of this is Portland moving down for their guy. So okay. they grab a point guard at the 16th spot. Oklahoma City does. I will say it's R.J. Hampton because I can't see Halliburton falling that, that far. Right. Um, who is the other guy? Um, Mellow Ball. No. Pick together. Anthony Edwards. Uh, no. Anyway, Cole Anthony could fall that far, but I think they are looking for somebody like um, for RJ Hampton just because he's he would have been a top five pick in the draft if he would have probably went to somewhere in the States, one of these colleges, mm. uh, but he did not. So I think this is just kind of replacing uh, Chris Ball. But – the big part of this is Portland doesn't really have a certain need, and I think they can only get better if they pick up a, a first-rounder for next year, but they actually move back to the 25th overall pick and grab Vernon Carey Jr. Okay. He's a center slash forward. It actually helps them, gets them a little bit bigger than they are right now, and so I think that's realistically the player, the kind of player they need, and I think that they can go back plus – pick up an extra first round pick for next year and they'll be able to grab that um, the player they want in Vernon Carey Jr. So I think it's a swap and good swap for both teams. Interesting. Cody, what do you think about that? I kind of like it. The Blazers definitely need like some defense and um, rebounding and stuff like that. I think we saw that through the bubble in the playoffs. Um, And I, yeah, I like that. The Thunder getting like somebody in there with Chris Paul or if they trade him, I don't know, but getting like a, point guard in there would be uh, smart so is vernon carey jr kind of like a backup role like hassan whiteside was yes so so they don't re-sign hassan whiteside his his deal's expiring at 27 million vernon carey's going to be a lot cheaper and that's going to do probably about the same right maybe a little more active on defense Yeah. yeah well he has he's very good offensively Right. Very like within the um, you know, he's not he's not a three point shooter. He he can, he could probably you know he's probably a 30 free throw shooter. I'm not so, sorry, not free throw, uh, three point shooter. Um, he will take a roughly two maybe three a game, um, if open. Uh, that's what he did at Duke, and so I think within he plays old school style basketball, which is more defensively. But also around the, I guess in the, you know, in the post, he's he's better for that, and I think he can uh, very much be what they actually need. So picking Vernon Carey at sixteen is just way too high. I think so. Right. And I think they can get the same guy if they if they go back plus pick an extra pick. So you think that they would prefer Vernon Carey Jr. to solidify like a bench post position instead of trying for to solidify the wing spot? I think when you get past. I'd say the top 10 to 12 players, I think this draft really, really weakens. And so I don't think there's a player that really 
can come in and start for you after the first, maybe even eight. But I'd say at 12, after that, there's nobody in this draft that you can actually throw in and start from then on out. Hmm. Cody, what would you think about that? Like, if you were Portland, would you choose wing depth or the post depth? Because they, I mean, the the posi- the they need you're in the you're in the Western Conference. You need both. I was gonna like- say they 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 need Whiteside's position. He's expiring at twenty seven million. This would help that in a much right. cheaper number. Absolutely, they could in theory go out and get more wing help. Uh, but if you were to personally choose, if you're a GM of Portland, what would be your priority? Would you agree with Daniel in this? Yeah. Post I mean, I would choice? agree with Daniel on that. My priority would be like Kawhi Leonard, but I mean, <laughs> <laughs> not sure if but, he's available. Yeah. I don't know. I'm, but like, I like really like you got to shore up the wing and like down and your center position because ultimately in the Western conference, you're, you're going to have to play the Lakers at some point. Um, and they have both of those positions are pretty well equipped on their team. And so pretty, the more bodies, pretty, the, the better. The pantry's pretty bare <laughs> on the Blazers right. for that matchup. So, yeah, I mean, like either way is a good option, but I don't disagree with Daniel's logic on this at all. Okay, cool. Cody, you get to finish this out. All right. So here it is. And this is not so much. Um, I kind of have two. I have one like real one and one more hot takey one. Give us both. Why All not? Right. This is so, going to be a quick episode. So, so both of time. them. Here we go. So the Phoenix Suns. This is my hot take here. Okay. Phoenix Suns in number 10. Throw in. I'm trying to think of what they put in it, but they, they throw in that pick give them their second round pick and a, and a pick next year to the, to the uh, warriors swap okay. picks this year. Okay. And then they throw in some other stuff that they work out player wise, but right. this works out for two reasons. The Suns get James Wiseman. Oh, wow. okay. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Wow. I'm going- waiting for the subsequent trade that you're yeah. about to say. They're going big. They're going big. Yeah, really big. Everybody. everybody. Hey, that's what the Lakers did, and they're saying, we got to go against that. We have Devin Booker. He can score. We're going going twin towers inside. We got our Dwight Howard. Yeah, yeah, exactly. (laughs) So they get those guys at number two, and then the Warriors are back at 10. The Warriors pick up bench man, glue guy extraordinaire. They grab Precious Achua. And <laughs> so precious. No, is, he does. He's is this a, your hot take one. Yeah, this is the hot take one. They get. I like they, it. They get okay. precious because he. The Warriors don't need somebody to come in and like be flashy and like do a bunch of stuff. They need somebody who like just does all the like hard hat guy stuff. You know, he's got a lunch pail. Uh, he gets four quarters at the beginning of the game. <laughs> By the end of the game, he spent them all. <laughs> That's the kind of guy that Precious Achua is. He, he's a hard hat guy. He goes to work with his lunch pail, and he does all the stuff that's not that flashy. He rebounds and plays defense and that kind of stuff. And that's the kind of guy that the Warriors need because they have Steph and Clay. Like, those two guys can score at will. 
Wow. And they have Andrew Wiggins. So you throw – I don't know about Wiggins. I'm just – he's on the team. I just wanted to point that out as another body right. on the team. So he's, um, so he's so, still on the so team? You're gonna, so you're yeah. going to roll out a lineup with Wiseman and Aiton? You're not yes. going to trade Aiton? No. <laughs> I'm keeping them both. I want to – I have to play the Lakers. Every offensive rebound in the world. Yes. But you have like, to play the Lakers, so why not? <laughs> what was that, Daniel? Straight cash, homie. Straight cash, homie. <laughs> why not? I'm just saying, you throw that lineup out there, that's going to be crazy, especially with Tyrese Halliburton. Crazy, that's the right word. Well, now we're, that... we're, ma- we're mashing up two worlds now. Look, look you're uh, – you, you've <laughs> – if they start together, you basically the Phoenix Suns will look like the 1960s in no, basketball. Will look like the giant 90s men. Bulls. <laughs> they'll just look like a, they'll just look like a mid 2000s Spurs team. Who are, who are all these big people coming out to play tonight? Look like the New York Knicks, Jeff the Jeff Van Gundy Knicks, and yeah. the Pat Riley Knicks. Uh, yeah, Pat Riley Dick. Sorry, not Jeff Van Gundy. He was the assistant, I think. Yeah. Wow. Daniel, do you have a reaction to that at all? That um yeah, that's even... that's that's a hot take for sure. But that is uh God bit beautiful Ben Danucci just fumbled, and now the other team is running with the ball the other direction, opposite of where we're supposed to be going. Not right. <laughs> that's how I feel about this. Utter BS. <laughs> Stupid. <laughs> No, that was a great. That was great. All, All right, right Cody, give us your real, give us your real one here. The real one that I've come up with is this, and it's the Celtics trade. The Celtics, the Warriors are trying to trade out a number two. I mess with the Warriors, the one the most, because it was the most fun. They're uh, the most interesting for sure. Yeah. So the Warriors trade back out of number two to the Celtics. The Celtics take the Celtics give the Warriors all their picks in the first round, plus okay. Time Lord. Okay. Oh. And the. Boston Celtics, for real, draft James Wiseman. I like that a lot. Wow. I am a big, big fan of that. Daniel, what's your reaction to that? All right, so what are the, what are the Celtics giving the Warriors? The Celtics are giving the Warriors all of their first-round picks this year. Let me see what number it's, they are. I forgot uh, to look it up. Isn't it like it, it's like 14. Um, yeah, 14. Because they had the Grizzlies pick. Let me see. Let me see. Let me see. 26, me 30. So they're giving it's, three. Yeah. Yeah. It's 14, 26, and 30. Oh, my God. <clears throat> that is an interesting way to build the roster. And then the Warriors can probably. And the Warriors flip. can work. Yeah. They can. Then the Warriors are moving all those other picks around later in the night. But I only had to get one. I only had to get one trade together. And that's what I Ooh. came up with. You got it. And James wow. Wiseman to the Celtics. Does James Wiseman just solidify everything for the Celtics? Or do you think he's kind of too old school big man for their kind of wide open play? Or do you just trust Ben's, uh, Ben, uh, Brad Stevens to make it? I almost said Ben Simmons. Do you yeah. just trust Brad Stevens to fit it in? I mean, I trust, you know, Ben, C- ben Simmons. Because he did it with Daniel Tice, right? Like, what if he has a seven-foot-one yeah. athletic freak who can do a little bit of everything? Right. Like, like would you rather have Daniel like? Tice or would you rather have James Wiseman? Yeah. Like, like, and I'm thinking potential. Like, obviously, like, Daniel Tice is good. 
Like, right. I'm not, he's not bad at all, but right. Like, but would you rather have like potentially James Wiseman, who is the seven foot one version of that, who, like you said, is a freak athlete and is versatile and skilled. He's huge. I think that's what people underestimate the most about James Wiseman is how big he actually yeah, he's is. He's a giant. Like he measures like Joel Embiid. Yeah. Like that's his comparison is at least body wise is he's like Joel Embiid. And I don't think people yeah. realize that yet because they haven't seen him on a court, you know, in 10 months. Right. But, but I, I love that fit for the Celtics. I think it's perfect with Jason Tatum, Jalen Brown, gives him a guy to throw the ball in the post too. They actually murder the heat zone if he's sitting there in the middle instead of Daniel Tice packing passing out to you know not open three point shooters from the free throw line. So I really like the fit. I have no problems with it, Daniel. Uh, so I like the fit for Boston, but I don't know. I really, I don't. I don't know who they would trade down Golden State wise to go to go get that would actually help mm. them. Um, I know James Wiseman would help them in their short window um, for, for Golden State to actually be, you know, a defense, you know, defend, I guess, shore up the back end of their defense. Um, gives them a big guy that's cheap so they could actually go out and get more bench players um, at the better minimum, uh, mid-level. So I think that would make more sense, but you – in turn, would then get three cheap, decent players uh, for this year that you can throw on your bench. But three, three rookies coming off your bench just does not make sense for Golden State. So they would have to do a lot. And when that happens, usually other teams are like, you know, knowing that they need to make this, you know, moves. So they might not play play with them as as friendly as they should. But I like it for the fit of Boston. I just don't see how in the world Golden State moves down and gets something that would make sense for them in their short window. That's a fair point. I uh, I looked up, you know, ESPN's, their guys like Mike Schmitz, um, their rankings of the players in this class. And if you just took the players that they have ranked in those positions, the three players, if the Warriors kept all three, just for the sake of, you know, entertainment, we're going to say they keep all three and just draft based on this board. They would be taking RJ Hampton. They'd be taking Robert Woodard, the second from Mississippi state. Good small forward. And with the 30th pick, they'd be taking a dookie. Trey Jones. Trey Jones. So you should be kind of interesting. I know what you're saying, but. RJ Hampton could play like an athletic wing type. Like he's kind of like the Sean Livingston, mm-hmm. Andre Godala type. Trey Jones could actually be the backup. And Robert Woodard could be a backup to like he's a small forward, power forward. So he could be behind you, Wiggins. You could go small and you could have and you could have Draymond play center. You could have Wiggins play power forward. And, or Clay I mean, the, small forward. I I wouldn't think if they did that, I would not think that the Warriors kept all of no, them. They could no, not. they're definitely I, trading I would those assume, guys. And I would assume they're getting, they move. The they're only guys other, that know how to play basketball already. The only thing that might be intriguing if you were the Warriors is that all of them would be cheap mm-hmm. and you'd have them for four years. So mm-hmm. you could develop them and like, right. okay, maybe not, you know, we'll compete this year. 
maybe if we actually get there, great. We'll just kind of ride Steph Clay, see how Wiggins fits, and just see how far we get because everyone's capped out. This would kind of keep them thinner on the salary line. Yeah. So the more I the more I think about Clay, the more I just as a GM drafting three first round mm-hmm. picks. I think that would be like a GM's dream, you know. Well, when, when you got to think too, like the Warriors get three of those picks, like they could potentially package a couple of those picks and trade back, trade up if they find a guy that they really like too. Like they could trade fair. back, and then they could be like, okay, now we can package these lesser picks. We could trade up when we still have the guy we wanted, and we have another pick to just take a crack at it. That's another guy that we can throw on the bench for pretty cheap, or toss into a trade for a you know a role player on some from some team. They could even, you know, throw it to uh, someone that was in the mid lottery that just needs like, you know, just needs talent like the Knicks. Right. <laughs> like, hey, yep. we'll take eight. You get these three. Yep. You know, and then they take Tyrese Halliburton or they take, um, <clears throat> you know, Obi Toppin or something yeah. like that. So I really like that one. Um, mm-hmm. This was just like a little for- fun exercise. This is just to get us warmed up for draft stuff. So I wanted to do this to kind of get us in the mode to start thinking about players and fit. Cause I think we're going to have a couple different episodes focusing on different things. Cause I really love the draft. Um, I know Cody, when we've bet on this in our little fun way, I think you're the last person to win the pot. Were you not? I was. Daniel was not around then. Mm. So uh, we'll obviously have to do this virtually now. We might, I might actually have to video was, record it. I was called a cheater because it. I guessed Anthony Simons to the Blazers. <laughs> so we'll, we'll kind of explain that. We might do that later. I don't know. We'll, we always do some sort of gambling aspect to it. And it's usually a lot of fun in a non pandemic year. And when everybody was in this, you know, all together, we'd all come over to a house and watch it together and bet in person. So. <laughs> We'll discuss it. I think it'll be kind of fun. We might post yeah. that. Might actually do a video for that because I think that'd be fun to do. Be cool. um, but does that have, anybody have anything to plug before we go? Nope, nothing major. Just uh, go Cowboys. Yeah, the Cowboys <laughs> absolutely suck. They're great, um, man. I'm so glad you're a fan of them. The good thing is about the Cowboys <laughs> game is they're going to lose, which is beneficial because that means we might actually get a good uh, pick for next year. So. Anyway, uh, I do want to plug. Uh, yeah, you guys have gotten a few good picks. It's turned out well. I want to plug our show on Thursday on the <laughs> Locker Room app. Um, we do it the lead sports media. Um, it's two other guys, sometimes Ryan, because somehow somebody's always missing. Uh, but it's on every Thursday, 7 o'clock. The Locker Room app is, locker room app is now live. So you can go on there and download that. Um, we actually are recording every show now. So if you can't catch it live, uh, go on our podcast um, area on the lead sports media and find us. Ball don't lie. So, but besides that, that's all I got. You can follow me on uh, Twitter at Daniel Greer. Cody, where can people find you at? Uh, they can find me on Twitter at Cody underscore Halsey or um, in my basement. <laughs> other, other than that. You want to give out your address too? No, I'm not doing that. No, you guys don't come to my house, so I don't want to see you here. 7742. I am at RD Meadows 11. Alaska. 
thanks for tuning in to the beginning of our 2020 NBA draft coverage. Hopefully this was fun for everybody. I know it was fun for a lot of me. Follow us at the lead, the lead SM. Follow them. Trying to do some things, like Daniel said, trying to grow and get better. So we appreciate you listening. Hope to actually get some feedback from someone eventually. Maybe we'll get a share. Yeah, one day. One day I would one day a like, share, rate, and review. Wow. Eventually. We'll see. One day we might get all four. That would be the EGOT for this podcast. That would be like getting an (laughs) Emmy, a Grammy, an Oscar, and a Tony. Well, I don't know about you guys, but it was nice to be back together again. Mm -hmm. And hopefully we will have another episode for you guys soon. Getting excited about the NBA draft. Ooh, draft. Draft.